Cape Talk. Hiking with Tim Lundy. Hiking with Tim Lundy is brought to you by High Tech Sports. Tim, thanks very much for joining us. I, I tend to see you every second week now. I, think I know. Either you away or I'm getting sick. Something's happening. Don't you like me anymore? Well, no, I thought you were avoiding me. <laughs> I'm here every week, but you're not <laughs> uh, I'm here in spirit with you But as always, Thursday night is our regular hiking feature here on tonight With uh, Tim Lundy Tim, of course, is our resident expert He comes on here, gives you some tips, answers your questions And tells us about some great hiking routes That you may want to uh, take advantage of It is winter now, things are a bit cooler But is it a quite a nice time to, to walk around in the cool, isn't it, Tim? So, I'd uh, tell you today i had a fantastic day on the mountain i took an american chap into silver mine mm. and tomorrow i'm taking some more americans into silver mine <laughs> um, because it's just so amazing the weather was brilliant today it was nice crisp air and we went up and we did up to nurdok peak mm. and just before we got there i said to him you're about to have a wow moment and he looked at me as if like what are you talking about i said no just keep walking you'll you'll see and I tell you what, this guy just couldn't stop. He was, this is amazing. <laughs> the view of Hart Bay and this, the ocean and Chapman's Peak and beautiful is, today. Is that if you go all the way up? Um, I think I've done that uh, via um, Elephant's Eye. You go all the way through the Arboretum, go all the way past Elephant's Eye. That's one way of doing it. That's uh, okay. a very, I cheat a little bit. I go, <laughs> I drive up into the reserve <laughs> and we go up to the dam. You know where the dam yes. is? And we park there and then um, we do a clockwise route that goes past the dam and then up and um, there's a route now that goes up along the ridge and eventually joins back up to the road and you then up, end up at Nurok Peak. So it's quite a quite a climb, but so worth it. Though. The mm. views of spectacular of the Cape Flats and of Musenberg and then of Fishhook, Simonstown. And then as you climb higher and higher, it then becomes Nuruk and Komaki mm. and eventually then Harpa. But as always, before we get into the meat of our conversation, you usually give us a, a weekly a safety and rescue rescue recap. A recap. How, how busy have our mountains been this week? Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. So rescue, there were four in total in the last, since last Thursday, um, of which one was fatal. And um, three were cases that all happened one after each other on mm. Saturday. So the guys were kept very, very busy. As they were finishing one, they were packing up and moving on to the next one. So. Yeah, do, you know, do we know what the circumstances of, of, of these incidents were? Um, the f- one of them was a family that had got lost, had taken a wrong turn, and um, had kind of lost the path and just mm. run into trouble. And um, the guys went up, and luckily, you know, these days we've got uh, WhatsApp, and so you can drop a pin location, and so we know exactly where you are. And we may know where you are, you don't know where you are, Mm. but we know how to get you, and we know... we ask you to just stay where you are so we can come and get you and take you down safely. And as we're talking about uh, winter, the elements uh, settling in, I think it's quite important. As we talk about gear, the correct clothes, shoes to wear during summer, yeah. I think it's equally important to have this conversation in, in, in winter. You often tell us it's not just about uh, the, uh, the fleecy top that you need to wear. It's exactly. not just about, uh, you know, rugged socks. We have to think of all sorts of different climatic uh, conditions just uh, for the layperson what is the basic one should have on a cool winter's day late autumn year in cape town yeah i mean if you're just going for just an easy little walk um or what you perceive to be an easy little walk that may turn out to be something a lot more than 
than what you're expecting. You need to be prepared for that. So for the average Joe who just wants to go on a flat walk sort of near the Arboretum or Takaya Plantation down at the bottom, even that I would say get um, a pair of hiking boots mm. that have got good grip on them. And, you know, you, you may not use it on that particular hike, but you may use it in, in other hikes. Thick hiking socks is always a good one mm. um, for comfort and also just to keep your feet warm. And then sun protection. You know, often we think, oh, it's winter. It's We don't need sun protection, but uh, you do. And um, as we know, every year the, the sun factor gets worse and worse. Mm. So sun protection is definitely one of those things. A water bottle is... Everyone should have a water bottle. You should not. You should be fine if you walk onto the mountain without a water uh, bottle. Is and even if it's a cool day, uh, I'm not going to be expiring that much. I'm 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 moisturized by the mist or some of the air, the cool air around me. But it's still important just to take some water with you. Of course, and let's let's change it up a bit. You go for a, a slight walk and you trip and fall and sprain your ankle, and now you can't walk mm. five meters. So you're going to be there for a while, and you need water. Mm. Now you don't have water, so now, now it becomes a challenge. So always just take water, and if you drink it, then great. If you don't, at least you've got it. It's Thursday night. It is our weekly hiking feature with Tim Lundy. If you have any questions, any comments, uh, anything you want to know, uh, any questions you want to pose to Tim, you can call us 021-446-0567 or 072-567-1567. There is, of course, also the SMS line on 31567. When you, we talk about hiking and we talk about taking advantage of the mountain, um, many people obviously are going to see costs. Yes. How expensive is the sport? Is it accessible to everyone? Look, 30 years ago, it was uh, a lot cheaper, a lot easier. But then the technology back then, um, to give you an idea, my boots that I used to have, I think I've told you this before, were made out of car tires. The soles were made out of car tires, <laughs> literally car tires, tread. So they would go for every. I mean, I had about 300,000 cases on them <laughs> if I really wanted to, but the stitching would always give out first. Um, so yeah, th- nowadays the technology is a lot more advanced, which means there's a lot more research going into it, which means more money is being spent on it, and they need to make that money back. So it things do cost, um, but you know because the technology is mm. better, the boots are better, they last, or the pants are better, they'll keep you, the tops keep you warmer, they're more waterproof. So and and uh, materials are now imported as well, so. Mm. The technologies there, they are much better, and um, unfortunately with that comes cost. But if you do do a lot of shopping around, I mean, if, for instance, if there's, um, you know, somebody who wants to buy a jacket, I will say to them, wait until the end of winter. If you you can do it, wait until the end of winter, because I promise you they're going to put them on sale, (laughs) and then you can get it for half the price. We want to go to a call now, Jeff in Weinberg. How are you doing, Jeff? Hi, Tim, and um, Hi, listen, um, do, we have to win? do we have to wait for the end of the winter of discontent in order to wear a red beret as protection against the sun? I, yeah, I mean, I would say rather, rather wear something that, you know, is going to give protection. Often we think if there's cloud cover, we're not, we, we're not getting any damage. Um, and, and yes, we are. That is, I always wear a cap, whether it's raining or whether it's sunshine. Um, 
rather have the protection than not have it. Did I hear that correctly? Uh, sorry, Jeff, does, does that answer your question? You, well, it means I can't wear a red beret on any of my walks. Uh, uh, why in particular a red beret? Well, it's like, it's the answer to everything, the, the red beret. Thank you very much. I was wondering what maybe this is a this is a a very high tech um, hiking term that I don't know about red berets. Yeah, I was wondering whether it was something that I needed to go out and research. I I, I must admit I did a Google search and I was what does it mean hiking and and red red berets? But uh, when we talk, you you say that thirty years ago things were were much cheaper. If hiking has been going on in South Africa for decades, if not centuries, if you look at the uh, the Mountain Club of South Africa, I think it was formed in uh, 1891. Just over 100 years that, it, that it's been going, 125. As years you time. said, and, and obviously um, people living around Cape Town, indigenous people have been using the mountain with, with bare minimum uh, mm. for, for centuries. And if you're saying things were cheaper 30 years ago, why do, is the newer technology necessary if we've been walking on mountains for centuries? I think definitely, um, you know, 30 years ago, backpacks were a lot heavier. Um, the, the, the style of backpack has changed. Um, you know, if you look at a car, they've changed drastically in the last you know, couple of decades and backpacks have changed. The, the way they, they make rain jackets now has changed. The, the materials that they use, the, the technology that they put in to, to use it is much more advanced. And, uh, look, I'm not saying the old stuff is, is bad, but the, the, the goods, the, mm. the, the new stuff is, is a step up and it's much better. I see everyone is wearing puffer jackets. Um, yes. Mike Wills earlier had, had a bit of a rant on, on, on the puffer jacket, saying it's just not fashionable. <laughs> uh, is this the type of thing that you, that you would want to wear uh, on, a, on a cold morning hike? I do. I took it with me today. And uh, the thing is, when you start walking, you, you, you start to peel stuff off because you start generating that heat. And if you've got a puffer jacket, I mean, this one is a goose down. Mm. It's too hot. Mm. You know, you get 100 meters in and you start perspiring. So you, you don't really need it. But if you stop walking, at like when we were driving here now, it was 8 degrees outside. That's at night. Mm. That's that's down in the city. So up, at, up on the top of the mountain, it is really, really cold. If you're standing still, I promise you, your puffer jacket is going to be your best friend. They're incredibly light. They pack away to, and that's exactly that. Tiny you can little roll thing, it yeah. out, and it can fit into almost uh, almost every single little crevice and crack in in, in a in a backpack. Exactly. But say I I need five things, Tom. Five things that I, I'm going to use in terms of gear that's going to keep me comf- uh, that's going to keep me comfortable. It's keep going to keep me warm, and something that I could use just in case there is an emergency. What would you suggest? So the one thing I will say that, especially in weather like we've got now. Um, obviously at night, whether it's summer or whether it's winter, you, you're going to get temperatures dropping at night. And in winter, obviously, it's a lot more drastic. Mm. The one thing that you really need to do, if there's nothing else you can do, is keep your core warm. You know, if you don't, if you really don't have the, the essentials like the, um, the boots or the, the beanie or just, if you can keep your core warm, if you can keep your organs warm, then you you can actually do without a lot of the gear. Mm. Um, you've got to keep that core warm in order to survive. Mm. 
I, t- I can tell you what some mistakes that I've made. I've, I've gone hiking thinking I've been warm. It would be a, a zip-up fleecy top. Yeah. And it would be just be that. I'd lay, of course, with T-shirts and shirts underneath, but just a, a fleecy top, not knowing that for a brief time it's going to rain. Yeah. And that In fleecy top would soak up every single little bit of water. I exactly. think that's why you also need something that, that's, that's going to protect you from a rain and not just to keep warm, but yeah. also to keep dry. So you have, you have your, your sort of inner shell, which is your, your T-shirt. And again, nowadays with the technology, they've got the stretchy fabric that will actually absorb the moisture from your body, the sweat, away from your body, and it will dry off quickly so that you don't have... You know, your body's moisture staying to you. Mm. You want to keep your body dry and warm. And so the new tops now, definitely, it's almost like a lycra. It's a very light, mm. um, so it keeps you cool in, in summer and, and keeps your core nice and warm. But that when it does get wet, it's wet. So then you have, as you say, your, your soft shell, which is your, your fleece. But again, if that gets wet, mm. you're going to know all about it. So that's when you have your outer shell, which is your hard shell or the, the rain protection. And with those three, if you can keep that, again, you're keeping your, your pants don't really make that much difference. Mm. I would say don't go and use jeans. Those, the, if you think fleece is bad, <laughs> try walking in jeans that are soaking wet. It, um, you feel like you're walking with sandbags. Let, l- to let me tell you something. Once, uh, when I slatted another life as, as a TV news reporter and, uh, we were sent out to go chase some snow and not having <laughs> experience full snow. I've seen little patches, of course, but not having experience full snow. Um, myself and my cameraman, after getting some shots, we decide, let's go have a little roll in the snow. <laughs> The pe- what they, do, what they don't tell you, Tim, is yeah. that they don't tell you that snow is wet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It and and wearing, back to its wearing form. jeans was the worst. I drove back all the way from uh, from the mountains with wet jeans in my car. <laughs> yeah, it's a lesson that you learn once, and you mm. won't you won't make the same mistake. Again. But also about keeping dry foot health is also very important, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Foot health is definitely. I mean, athlete's foot is a real thing, and it's you've got to keep your feet dry, especially if you're doing multi-day trials. You've really got to. Um, don't wear the same socks, please. <laughs> For everyone's sake, including For everyone your own. in the house. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, your feet will generate a lot of sweat. Those socks will suck up all that moisture and... After a while, mm. it doesn't smell very pleasant, and it's not good for your feet mm. either. For for us, or so people want to get into 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 hiking, and we, we want to be prepared. We want to get the right gear, but also we want to, you know, look out for for something that's affordable and something that's going to last. You, as someone who's experienced in the field, where where would you suggest we go and get some of this gear? Look, high tech at the moment have got quite a lot of gear that they're coming out with, new stuff, and uh, one of their their jackets, which is a three-in-one jacket, and it is expensive. Um, but then when you look at what that jacket mm-hmm. provides you, um, as I was saying, the soft shell and uh, the hard shell, you get the three-in-one jacket, which basically the two zip together, and you can have it as one mm. jacket, or you can. What I will say, that kind of jacket is not appropriate for a multi-day hike or a long hike because they are very heavy. And unfortunately, it's just due to the fact that the material that they use, it is very, very heavy. Yeah. So it's great for a day walk or when it, um, when it gets really cold. I, I did, when I did my snow walk a couple of years back, that was the jacket that I decided that, that was, I, I was so happy yeah. I took it because it, it was a blizzard outside or around us. 
and that three-in-one jacket saved my life because the the inner shell was keeping me nice and warm, and the outer shell was keeping that snow and the and the blizzard and the rain out. Mm. So my body was. Core temperature was nice and warm. Yeah, we are speaking to Tim Lundy. If you have any questions regarding hiking, we're talking about gear tonight. What gear do you need to start out as a hiker? Where can you go to get some of the better deals? And what are you looking to get to get started in uh, the sport or this activity? Give us a call: zero two one four four six zero five six seven or zero seven two five six seven one five six seven. Let's let's just sketch a little scenario here. I. I I enjoy playing scenario games with you because <laughs> no, you, you, you let me think uh, out of the box. You know, so let's just say we're walking and the weather closes in. But um, I've decided, you know, there's a spur of the moment. So I have like minimal safety gear. Like, uh, what what is probably the best? You know, I could take with me right now. I don't have much stuff at home. I don't have any professional equipment or name brand equipment. What is the best I can take with me in, in at home to? Save me from the cold and also if it gets wet and especially I lose my way and it starts getting dark. Yeah, I would definitely say a warm top and a rain jacket are probably the two things that are going to really save your life. I don't know how many times we've been out on rescues where people are sort of huddling, hugging each other mm. and trying to stay warm because that core temperature is dropping and that you feel it. Your legs and your arms are actually not that important. Mm. You can still survive for a long time. It's very uncomfortable. I've been there, done that. But that core temperature is what you want to keep nice and warm. And you want to, so you want to have a nice warm top. You want to have a nice rain jacket. And 90% of our body heat is lost through our head. So is that is that is that you obviously I've heard that many many times before but is that is that accurate? Very accurate. When 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 it gets really cold like that, don't put a beanie on and see and and then put a beanie on and I promise you within minutes you'll feel the difference the, because you you your core temperature and your heat of your body is being lost. Um, you know, I, the other day as you can see I've just had my hair cut. And um, I had it this week, and I thought it was a really great idea until I stepped outside because <laughs> <laughs> I took quite a lot of hair off, and I felt it instantly. My head was freezing cold. Uh, so if you can keep your head warm, and so I have a beanie, I have gloves um, that just sit in the backpack. I don't ever really use the gloves, but if I ever have to, that it's does color. Have have an impact um, of material, uh, color of material. Like for Absolutely. example, um, I think you obviously don't want to attract yourself to, to be out to, or, or should I say, keep make yourself too out of place yeah. in nature. So you're not going to go for any lumo. But at the same time, if you are stranded, if you are lost at night, does color help? If, if someone needs to to find you, so there are there are a lot of people that are coming out and and again high tech are coming out with their their jackets are no the first time they had them they were they were brown and black mm. not a great color choice um, because you just blend in because Whereas if you're now, fallen and unco- laying unconscious exactly. in the brush no one's going to find you whereas if you've got a bright red top on or blue bright blue top um, and and they've made them very very stylish now. But at the same point, you stand out against the green background of, of the vegetation. So, yeah, color, definitely important. You know, don't go and buy camo clothing. If you want to go hunting, go for it. If you want to hide away from the leopards, go for it. But don't go hiking with that kind of stuff. Because if you 
do come unstuck and we have to have a rescue to try and find you, it makes our job way harder to try and find you. The half hour always goes very quickly. At, um, too uh, fast. It goes too fast. But as always, if people want to get in touch with you and, and uh, maybe get you out to, to go with a bit of a walk with him, how can they get hold of you? Yeah, so they can get me on email, which is tim at Cape Town Hiking. Twitter, which is the handle is at Hiking Cape Town. Facebook, the group is Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy. And Instagram is Cape Town Hiking. Can I give you a couple of uh, emergency numbers Go that people ahead. can also just contact um, that, that people should always keep on their phone? It's uh, 112 or 107. And then, of course, the 10111, which um, is a good response often. And then WASA, which is um, Wilderness Search and Rescue. I think everybody who goes out into the wilderness should definitely have this number. It's 021 948 9900. And at Hitech, they're driven by the belief that the outdoors is for everyone. No matter who you are or where you are from, you deserve to experience what the outdoors has to offer. And in a world where we spend 90% of our lives indoors, they're here to give people the freedom to explore a little further and enjoy the moments that unfold. Each season, Hitech evolves their design and technology all with a single purpose in mind, to get the world outside. And when we're not here inside, uh, Tim, hopefully we'll get outside with you uh, shortly when yes, the weather definitely. warms up again. But uh, what your, quickly, what's, your, what's your, your, your hiking plans for the weekend? So as I say, I'm probably not too much because I'll walk today and I'm going to be walking tomorrow again the same route and I'm um, enjoying it. And then Saturday, probably lighting a fire and <laughs> trying to keep warm and thaw out. <laughs> and we should. And that's Tim Lundy with our weekly hiking feature. He'll be back this time next week.